0: So how's isolation treating everybody?
1: Oh man, it's been been interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, what's it been
1: like as a store owner? What's it been like? Stressful, that's for sure, trying to figure everything out. And, uh, you know, with with the government and everything, it's been, everything's not cut and dry and very clear, like, they're adapting as much as we are, so you don't get, like, a I don't know, a clear outline of what you're supposed to be doing right now as a a small business, other than are you essential or not? Right. Uh, And so
2: are pipe shops, uh, head shops essential or
1: no? At first they weren't. Um, All they were doing was the cannabis shops. They were saying, obviously, they're essential to people, which is pretty funny because years ago it wouldn't be, but that's okay. (laughs) But with only was it not essential but you would go to jail if you hadn't exactly right <laughs> which is crazy but yeah we weren't at first we weren't actually an essential service um vape shops were an essential service we sold vaporizers so we were hoping that we would still be an essential service if we sold them but no we weren't uh but they've reopened now so they're like well you have to smoke your weed out of something so exactly right so we basically now now we could be open but we'd obviously have to have all the rules in place like the stickers on the floor of where people can stand the write up of how many people in the store right yeah yo
2: know, i was wondering that where do you get that from cuz that can't be like a thing they had in stock like they can't have <laughs> had like the like covid-19 stands 3 meters away like
1: ready to go like who ordered that from the government there's probably some guy that's been sitting on that idea forever man and he's like finally <laughs> my floor stickers are gonna pop off like crazy
2: right now yeah no yeah. one
1: said it was an
2: idea glass
1: it's like everywhere in chicago now yeah it's uh, it's weird and i said that with so they haven't given me an outline yet for my shop like exactly with the square footage how many people i can have in it and the other thing i don't like is these big shields in front of the point of yeah. sale i don't know in my shop i'm constantly like walking around and i'm i'm you know i'm still keeping the same amount of distance i'd be as the shield so i'm kind of like yeah i guess if a guy sneezes at me okay i can see the shield but other than that i don't know i don't know i think it looks horrible makes my shop look ugly (laughs) (laughs) like a right like i feel like a liquor store like with all the glass around you
2: yeah it feels way more hostile i'm not gonna lie like it feels way more like it's a shady transaction now
1: exactly right and i i tried to create A nice mellow, nice atmosphere. Hold on,
0: hold on. Some of us miss that feeling.
2: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Jim likes when his head shops feel like the porn section of a blockbuster.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Pretty much.
2: Dark, like beaded everywhere. Instead of like instead of like the the weird curtain,
0: it's just the smell of incense. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, yeah. It's a head shop. That's what I like about Lee, where it's just like not, nah, it just is a regular store. Exactly. Right.
2: All the windows with like watercolors. That's not a thing anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yo, you should put the glass up and then spray paint parts of it. That'd be cool.
1: Yeah. There's so much, like, there's so many designs with a head shop. And when we did ours, we were like, okay. Hey, The old, you know, Bob Marley, lime green walls, everything, like it's all been done before. Right. And nowadays when you have, I always tell people we're past legalization and now we're on to normalization. Right. It's a good way of putting it. And I felt like my shop was more of kind of what the normal should be like, um, Jim, you've seen my store. So, you know, we have like the new age gifts. Uh, We have some candy. We kind of tried to make an atmosphere where it's more normal. All these things together right in one store and the feel of it is for you know everyone from 18 I've had women come in I had the one lady she was like 80 years old looking into vaporizers and stuff and I was like this is crazy like it's nuts right but the age we live in and that's where I, I like with my store we can accommodate like that lady was really comfortable you know she didn't feel like it was a shady sale or anything like that right like she felt yeah. comfortable Yeah, well, Jim
2: and I have talked about this before. It's like there's this weird, like, new kind of era of people where it's like, it's nice to be, like, a cannabis enthusiast, but that sounds stupid, but, like, someone who smokes weed but isn't, like, a stoner, like, isn't just someone who sits around all day and does nothing and watches, like, dumb, like, videos on YouTube. It's like, no, I can still do work and I can, you know, go out and do comedy shows and I, like go to the gym and
1: whatever, you run a shop, and you still just smoke weed because it's fine. It's like having a beer at night. Exactly. Pretty much, man. So it's we- nice. That, yeah, there's
2: kind of a shop that reflects that. Like, you don't have to be a stoner to come in here. Like, you don't have to be a fucking pothead, man.
1: Like, yeah. just come, have a smoke, like yeah. look around, buy some paper, and go home. Pretty much. Well, even in our <laughs> shop, like, I put a guitar in there. Because I tell people like it's, I don't know, it's a bad sales technique to say, hey, you don't have to buy anything in here. But it is cool to have an atmosphere like a guy came in, he played my BC Rich that I keep off onto the side. And I'm like, yeah, man, come in, play guitar, hang out. Like that's more of the vibe I wanted. I wanted a hangout. I've been to a lot of head shops where it's like, okay, buy your bong, get out of there, buddy. Kind of like, what do you need? And that's it, right? Like, I don't know people come in and I'll chat their ear off man like I can chat so it's more of a, a comfort thing anyway right that's what the thing became with those vape shops right from what
0: I understand is like guys go and hang out I don't know what my dad likes to go like hang out at the hang out at the vape shop and try all the different things <laughs> and, but it but that, it's, that
1: like, out
0: aspect. it's like a little community right
1: yeah Well, and that's what you want. Like, there's a huge cannabis community in the city. Like, it's amazing, right? And now, obviously, we're adding to that with legalization. A lot of people that weren't in the community, and now they are. Like, we have things like grow nights, things like that now that are popping off, and people can get information. It's it's pretty crazy the -hmm. amount of information that's out there and was already there. Just, you know, no one was educating on it until now.
2: Yeah. It's funny. I love the growing aspect of it. That's the funniest thing I think I've heard since legalization is people being like, yeah, my uncle's just like growing a pot plant on his deck now. Like there's just so many like little stories like that that I hear popping up. Do you guys do anything for that? Do you have any like grow stuff? Like do you guys provide probably not seed, but like any kind of like books or like anything to help
1: grow? Yeah so we have a lot of the literature now we were thinking of putting things like nutrients and tents and things like that but you have places in the city like Hydrolite is pretty well known throughout the community for their wide selection of all that kind of stuff. Um, It takes up a lot of real estate in your store as well to carry all those things but I figured literature is the best thing. Um, and being involved in the city and knowing what's going on, like seed swaps or grow nights, and I can steer people towards. Pardon? Do you grow? Do I grow? Not yet, man. I don't have time. Like everyone's like, oh, I'm, I'm doing all these plants and I got all these lights. I'm like, I got three kids, man. Like, <laughs> what's what's daddy doing in the basement? Don't worry about it. They're tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> hey. My dad did that before it was legal, so... (laughs) (laughs) I used to have a friend back in the day, and I used to go over and play at his house, and his dad would always smoke, and he had plants. We didn't know what they were at that time, but I used to come home from that friend's house, and my dad would always be like, oh, you smell kind of funky, right? I didn't know no different. I'm a kid, right? But my dad... He was supposed to go over there and talk with my friend's dad and be like, look, when the kids are around, blah, 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 you know, just kind of tone it down. Well, that night my dad went over to talk to him and obviously he came back home and he's like, ah, Aaron's good to come over there. And I noticed right away, I was like, something wrong with dad, man. He's pretty relaxed tonight. And I was like, I know what happened now.
2: That's the best. Dude, I had a conversation with my mom, so I don't fucking uh ah, whatever, he won't care. My dad smoked weed till I was like fourteen, basically. But he always kinda like hid it from us a little bit, but he grew weed like right until right before my brother was born, basically. But we had like this little room in our house that he used to grow weed in. We thought it was just like a store. We thought it was just a storage room but there was like it like vented to the outside and there was like lights and it had like a hidden wall to get into it like you couldn't just like open a oh. door you had to like was And so crazy. yeah we're like oh uh, but yeah he was a construction guy so he just made it all himself in the basement <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I like had this conversation with my mom this year where I was like, yeah, I didn't know that like dad smoked weed. She's like, Did you not smell it on him? I was like, Yeah, but I didn't know what the fuck that was. Like I didn't I was like 10. Like I knew dad stunk when he got home from work, and I knew he stunk different when he got home from walks, and I knew that he stunk different <laughs> when he smoked cigarettes. And he Stunk different when he drank coffee. Like that's what I knew.
1: <laughs> I thought we that's, just had a really thick. chilled out dad. I just thought he was a really chill dude. I don't know. <laughs>
2: Yeah, he was super nice to us all the time. He loved playing, like, sports outside with us and, like, wrestling
1: and just, like, <laughs> he's like, come on, shit. let's hit up McDonald's on the way home. <laughs> yeah, he loved
2: surprise bags from the corner store. He loved that shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's too funny. Well, when all the legalization happened, it was kind of funny because my parents... They don't smoke but they know i smoke everything like that and with my epilepsy i do use it for that as well so but it's just funny that the stories that came out like my mom i'm like what you guys had pot plants in front of the house and the cops showed up like what the where did all these where was i when all this happened right it was obviously a little before me but i thought it was funny how she had gotten busted with having pot plants actually growing on the front side of their house. Like the neighbors called the cops and were like, I think they're growing pot out front.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> <"What?"> <laughs> I was just
1: like, yeah, I don't know. They just threw them outside, wondering if they would grow, I guess. And then they did. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I didn't know about the, the epilepsy thing. So, did you have like a prescription
1: before legalization then? So, what what happened was when I was I was like 18 and I had my first seizure and right away they just put me on to um, medication, but they told my parents. They told sorry my to pa- Sorry? Sorry? What's the this- so, sorry to interrupt,
2: but is there like, I don't want to get too personal, but like, is there a story with that? Like, were you in high school, you at work, or were you like,
1: was that super freaky? Like, I can't imagine what your first seizure must have just been like. So really, I don't really remember much other than waking up in the hospital, basically. Like, I, I had been out, I guess, they attributed to not eating very well at first. They're like, oh, you know, he's an 18-year-old kid, he drank all weekend, blah, blah, blah. But... I had basically yeah. I'd had a lot of head injuries and stuff too, from BMX, skateboarding, motocross, things like that. So they never really were able to pinpoint exactly why I was having seizures. They just were able to pinpoint when like I was hung over and my body was drained, that that's when it seemed to affect me. So right away they said, okay, we'll we'll put you on this epilepsy medication. It's proven to work. We know it does. And my parents were like, hey, we we got to look at different avenues. And that's where me, I was like, oh, maybe I could smoke weed out of all this, right? <laughs> but my first seizure, I woke up, man, in the hospital and my parents are over me. Like, at first, I really, I said, what the fuck happened? Like, I just woke up and I'm like, what the fuck happened? And my dad looks at the doctor and he's like, well, his verbal's good. I just kind of <laughs> like, oh, that's my dad, right? Like, oh, yeah, he's normal. He's good, right? But that's what happened, man. I had a seizure in my sleep. And luckily at the time, my girlfriend had spent the night. So she woke up to me. She said, I guess, vomiting on the floor. And she's like, what's wrong with them? Like, I don't know. Got my parents. And then I started grandma seizuring. So not really any reason to why. But that's that's the story of the first one. Yeah, just in my sleep. And they say a lot of epilepsy. Um, you do It's either the morning or... In your sleep, right? It's something to do with your your brain shutting on, turning on, and turning off, or something, right? Like it's crazy. It was it was definitely an altering thing at 18 years old to be told, "Well, you can't drive for a year." I don't know about drinking anymore, right? Things like that, and kind changes you for sure, right? That's weird. So, did you say you pretty good at being
2: sober for the year of your 18th, like your 18th year?
1: Yeah, pretty much, man. Like I was pretty scared. Like they they basically told me, "Oh, if you drink on this medication, you're gonna seizure." Right? I didn't want it to happen again, so I was like, "You know what? I'll just I'll just not drink at all." And to be honest, I did have a few more seizures after that, um, but that was while well, they're trying to balance my medication, right, and figure out how much was enough where it would keep me from seizuring. So yeah, I was Damn. pretty pretty intense for when you just hit 18 and you're like yeah i can party now and it's like no no you can't he <laughs> that's great but and then so weed, pardon but you can smoke weed exactly right so so with that, with that my parents were like the doctor told them right away they're like well there is some studies about marijuana and my mom's like drugs <laughs> <laughs> And That's wild. I don't. I don't want to be rude, but what year was that? Did you care? I, I can't even remember now. I'm what? I'm 33 now, so I was 18 then. So, like, I don't know. It wasn't really weed. Wasn't 2005ish. Yeah, 2005 around,
2: yeah. graduated. Yeah.
1: That's so
2: wild. It, so yeah probably a pretty like a new age doctor thing to say to be like, maybe let your kid smoke
0: some pot.
1: Well, he's a younger doctor too. And that's what my mom was saying. She's like this young, handsome doctor all about the marijuana for my child, right? And I'm like, at the time, I'm like, yeah, I guess you're right. I probably shouldn't smoke weed. I do anyway, but whatever. I should just jam these pills down my throat for the next 30 years. That'll probably kill my insides. (laughs) That's wild. So have you transitioned off the medication now? So what I did was I went two years with my medication and then I said, you know what? I don't know if I need it anymore. I'm eating healthy. I'm happy. I'm working. Everything's going good in my life. I never suggest anyone just leaning themselves off medication. But I was worried that if I told my doctor, hey, look, I'm going to lean myself off my medication. I was like, oh, well. I'm not going to be able to drive everything's going to change for me and then i just started getting people to drive me around and i went a good year with like not driving again and i was like i'm going to try to lean myself off and just keep smoking weed i looked a lot into it myself with epilepsy there's not much info out there about it which is kind of crazy considering how many people have it right um the reasons for it like they don't they're not too clear on why so, That's crazy. Yeah. yeah go ahead.
2: Uh, so, have you like noticed that smoking weed has reduced them, or have you like not had a seizure for a while, or is it
1: still so something that like you deal with? Symptoms? I went. I went oof, over ten years. I think it was close to fifteen years without a seizure. I think it was around there, <laughs> and um, and then I had got stressed out again uh the oil field everything kind of shut down everything that was going on in my life having kids everything like that i ended up having another seizure um out of nowhere and i had to go back on medication but during that time when i had that seizure that was right before honalee started i i basically i was i couldn't work right again you lose your license for a year i was like <laughs> like what am i going to do now Right. So I went seizureless for quite some time. I, everything was normal. Everything was good. And then again, I got really stressed out. I was losing weight. Um, yeah. Trying to get jobs, right? Trying to clean myself out to get a job and basically, right, gave myself a seizure because I was draining myself, like hitting the sauna, doing all these things. And, I think that's what it was that kind of threw me into another seizure I guess again at, in my sleep. Damn.
2: That's great. So is it pretty like mental health related it seems like? Like if you get yourself like
1: stressed out and all that? Yeah, it seems it definitely seems that way and and your sleep patterns. They always say that with the one thing they do know with epilepsy is your sleep patterns keep up your sleep, a healthy amount of sleep and don't miss your medication, right? Basically, it seems like if you do, I I even feel off. Like if I've missed one the next morning, I'm like, oh no, I missed my pill or something happened and I just forgot to take it. I I can't forget to take it anymore. I know that. I've learned that. Ooh, the next day I'm like, oh, I feel off in the morning, right when I wake up, right? So it's right when my brain's kind of getting itself together. So it's it's pretty freaky and especially now having kids, right? Like I worry what if anything ever happened and my wife's not there and you know my oldest is eight, my youngest is four. So yeah, that's
2: gotta be a whole lot. So do you spend like I imagine you'll spend a lot of time like sleeping on the road or anything like you're pretty much home most of the
1: time. Yeah, most of the time I'm home. I'm not home. i nice. my shop now. <laughs> yeah, That's fair. Does that ever run through
2: your mind? Like, do you make like conscious decisions to like make sure people are around? Like, you're like, oh, I don't know when
1: this could happen. Like, I got to kind of. You know what? I used to, I really it used to be a problem. Like to the point where I'm like, I would go somewhere like say Japanese village and I'd get in there and I'd be like, okay, hey, if I seizure. Where's the exit? Where's the bathroom? Am I in the right seat in case I did? Like, it was to the point it was mentally messing with me. Like, and then I was, at what point, right? I was like, I got to stop waiting to seizure, basically, is what I was doing, right? When is it going to happen? Where? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it's like, at some point, it's like you got
2: to worry about yourself, but you also got to, like, try and not let it consume your whole life. Like, at what point do you find a balance
1: in that? exactly and that's that's what it's been like even with having the shop my uh my business partner lives like right down the road um i also have an employee right so she's usually there as well um so i usually try to keep people around i'm mindful to it right but obviously running a small business as well it's kind of all on me so i can't have my employee there all the time it's not feasible at the moment right yeah that makes sense. But uh, so you've
2: noticed like weed has helped and weed has been something that like you've just.
1: I attribute that last seizure to I had to quit smoking weed basically. That was the only thing that basically changed for me was I was like hey I, I can't smoke weed. I need this job and I'll just quit smoking it's like, it. Was it to pass like a piss test to go work up north or something? Yeah. <laughs> to go <laughs> work <laughs> somewhere I didn't want to be man and it's like. I don't know, I, I used to hate that about P tests, right, is you have to quit smoking weed when really you're probably the hardest worker out there, you're not, you know, yeah. got your wits about you, and here I am trying to kill myself to get it out of my system, right, like you have to sweat it out, I don't know how much cranberry juice I drank, I they say it works, I don't know, I, I drank so much, I guess it must have, right, like... <laughs>
2: I this is hilarious my dad like I said my dad smoked me till I was 14 years old he also worked in the oil patch my whole life he's a like union worker up yeah. north so like I remember him like going on cleanses and he was so grumpy and like he got no sleep and like he was hacking darts like a fucking <laughs> chimney and just like couldn't eat like couldn't do anything just sweating oh, watching hockey like furious at the
1: TV It's crazy because, like, I told my friend, I said, look, man, I quit smoking weed, and I'm having a hard time eating, I'm having a hard time sleeping, I'm, you know, I'm just, like, really irritable, this and that. He's like, man, it sounds like you're coming off a crack, like, relax, man, it's just weed. And I'm like, no, it really, like, you can't. Usually I smoke a little bit before I go to bed, and then I, you know, it makes me tired, and... You know, during the morning, I kind of use it as my little pick-me-up before I head out for the day to do everything, right? Like, it's, I don't know. <laughs> well, I,
2: I did, uh, we did a podcast, like, Sober October this year, and uh, so I had to quit weed, and for the first 10 days of October, I was the exact same way, because... Usually I'll smoke weed. I like to say I use weed as like a enhancer. Like every time I have a meal, I'm like, oh, I'll just go take like a little hit, go like smoke a little out of the pipe and then like the food tastes a little better, like I'll go to bed, like we'll get a little deeper sleep. Yeah. Like all that. Off of it, It's like, okay, well now food doesn't really taste as good. And like exercise is kind of boring and like sleep <laughs> is hard. You're kind of uncomfy. You can feel all your joints stiffening up. Yeah. And so it's just, it's just like these little things, like keep on like kind of pecking at you for the first like 10 days and you're like sweaty. You're like, isn't it hot in here? Am I cold? Yeah. What's
1: <laughs> That's why it just, it, it surprised me that it was so bad. Like I had, I hadn't really quit smoking weed that much, right? Like I did one of those cleanses, like you had mentioned, like the five day cleanse. I had done that before and holy jeez, man. Talk about it's cleanse. Yeah. yeah. It cleansed me right out for a whole week straight. It was
2: <laughs> had a couple of bad bms or what
1: <laughs> oh buddy I had a couple bad drives too because you're sitting there like oh i just better make it home i just hope i make it home <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong daddy don't worry about it shut up and and the the, the
0: last 10 <laughs> steps before the toilet are the hardest too you're like i'm almost
2: there i'm almost there and your body's like <laughs> you're, you're almost Oh,
0: <laughs> you just you just get a tighter stride with every step, and it, it comes down to like you just get the pants and it just it seems like it's happening. And if it if it took a second
2: longer, you're like, would I shit myself? It's so funny because <laughs>
1: we're funny. all laughing because we've man. all been there.
2: <laughs> yeah, best man. Boss you ever have in your entire life. Your shoulders are straight back. You are <laughs> up there. <laughs>
1: Pretty much the only time I sit up
2: straight, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got go.
1: and then the door closes, and it's. <sighs> oh, well, and for me, for me, I was like, I drank something to make me do this. Like, what am yeah. I doing? Like, how bad do I want this site job? Like, really? <laughs>
2: oh God, yeah. Like, how badly do I want to leave my
1: family for three weeks at a time? I'm
2: s- drinking cranberry juice and sitting in a sauna so that my, like, black death comes out of me.
1: <laughs> pretty, pretty much, man. Pretty much. And, like, for me, I was born and raised in Fort McMurray. So it's like, if you're born and raised in Fort Mac, it's like, oh, so you're going to be a welder. It's like, what? I'm got- six years old. And he's uh, my yeah. dad's like, no, try this welding torch. Like, you're going to want to be a welder. <laughs> But Drew,
2: this is hilarious. Drew Bame had an interview with uh, the uh, Edmonton Journal. And in it, he was like, yeah, man, where I come from, it's like, you can either be a drug dealer or go work on the patch if you want to make money. Like, those are the only ways. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Like, like, what do you want to do with your life? Yeah, if you're not born into it and you want to make money in Alberta, sell drugs or work on the patch. (laughs) It's the easiest
1: way to do it. Hey, man, I sell bongs now. That's what I do. I sell bongs.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's a bong uh, illegal now. So
1: a lot of people, when you tell them, like, you know, my wife, her family, it's like, oh, so what's Aaron going to do? And it's like, he's going to open a bong shop. And they're all like, uh, okay. And I'm just like, it works. Like, I know it does. My business partner has two already in Fort McMurray. And he's had those for, he's going close to 20 years. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, so he knows they work. People buy expensive bongs, people buy papers daily, people buy everything, right? So it wasn't that hard to twist my arm when I'm like, I know this will work and we just had legalization, like how can it not work? There's more people than ever now smoking weed, so.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, how much did the, so
2: obviously smart business decision, But how much did, like, the the weed for your epilepsy, like, play into that decision where you were, like, this is actually something that, like, I care about. Like, this is way better than just
1: working my life away out on some fucking rig. So what actually happened was I was in the hospital with my seizure. And um, I basically the night before said, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't know. My world basically was flipped upside down. Right. Like, I'm like, what do I do here? I have no job now. I can't drive. I can't do anything really I got to take care of myself better than what I thought I was right I thought I was doing good and then uh my business partner I had approached him a while back saying hey man I think you know it'd be cool to do a really clean shop I kind of gave him the idea and then when that happened to me he approached me and said look man like what do you got to lose right now do you have a nest egg would your family help you like do you want to do do a shop and I said What do I got to lose, man? Like, I'm sitting here in a hospital bed. Like, (laughs) let's do it. I I felt like I don't want to go back to site. I can't stay in a camp if I can seizure at night, right, by myself in a camp room. It was just like, no, I don't don't want to put myself in that position. And I knew that he had already done it. He'd done it twice already where he started a shop and they're successful. So how can you go wrong with putting a shop on white app, really? And
2: did you? So um, this was recent, right? So you already had kids at the time as well, like. Yeah, like
1: so. Hanalee basically was what a year ago. I think we opened up, and it was about six months before that to a year when I had my seizure. So it was kind of in the works during that whole time. Dang. So yeah, you're in the hospital, basically looking at like your whole family being like, "Well, fuck. What do I do to make sure?" This is all safe. Well, it's crazy because so many people come to visit you and they're like, So, what are you gonna do now? It's like, (laughs) you're gonna say that to me? Like, what am I gonna do now? I've been thinking about that actually for the past three days stuck in the hospital. Thanks.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, my mom just started GoFundMe because everyone keeps asking me that and I have no answers. So
1: pretty much, right? I'm like, I (laughs) really don't know what I'm gonna do, but thanks for pointing out that I don't know what I'm gonna do. I appreciate that. (laughs)
2: but, but it was, well it looks like, I hope it looks like it turns out that it, it worked out
1: in your favor uh you know what i feel like this coming out of nowhere this pandemic or whatever they say we're going through right now i just it couldn't have been a worse timing for a guy who just opened a small business that's for sure right mm. um yeah. i had done a lot of work before all this like for the shop, like getting myself out there and people knowing who I am, Aaron Smoke the owner of Hanalee, like I was at comedy shows, I was at events, I was anywhere I could possibly be to let people know that I'm there. And I feel like I'm the type of person again, like I say, I can chat, right? I'm a, I don't know, a very approachable person. So I use that to my advantage to get out in the city and be like, hey guys, come check out my shop this is what I'm all about. Right. I, I, it's so much fun to me to do what I'm doing. Right. So building all that up before this happened was actually the best move I ever did. I I hustled hard. I was out late. I was everywhere. And I did that because I wanted to build something quicker than you would just sitting on white Ave and letting your store get foot traffic. I was like, no, I want to be out there and meet the people that want to come to my store. And when I did that, This happened, and everyone's been reaching out to me. How can we help? What can we do to help you? Um, Are you set up for online sales? So with this happening, it really amazed me because the first day, I was like, there goes the shop. There goes everything I just did for almost a year, like gone. And then everyone started messaging me and being like, any way we can help, whatever we need to do. If you end up doing curbside, let us know. So... This didn't really end up that bad of a thing for us because it pushed me to get my website done (laughs) Right to do my (laughs) online sales, which I I had put off because I was focusing all my energy on everything else Um, So this kind of pushed me now to get your website going because that's where a lot of my sales are gonna come from for a little while it sounds like Right? is that fired up are you guys ready to go online? Uh, so that uh, has been something in itself again i'm doing everything myself right so um trying to build a shopify site myself and learning how to take my inventory from my pos and transfer it into a what i know now is a csv file (laughs) and put it over (laughs) and i'm learning all this as i go right so it's been quite the process um but there was things that like i had to reset up my inventory in my system Right, I didn't know when I was building my system that everything had to be a certain way in order to start an online shop. So, it's been fun. I'm not up and running yet, but the next few weeks, that's my main focus is my website.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, we'll keep following. Obviously, we got you on Instagram and all that, so we'll keep up to date. And My bongs are all getting dirty and stuff because I've been
1: using the shit out of them during quarantine. Trust me, you should see. You should see the messages I get. They're just like, when are you going to open again? I broke another bong. I broke another this. I'm like, ah, my favorite kind of customer.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Well, um, what do you think? Good for an episode? Is there anything else you want to talk about? Do you want to plug your story? you want to give us the, the lowdown
1: on where people can find you? Um, so what I'll, what I'll say at the end is I wanted to let you guys know too, uh, I didn't say it off the hop that I appreciate this opportunity to be on the show. Um, I've been talking with Jim for a while to try and get on here because again, an outlet to let people know about my store and the feel of my store and a little bit of how the store came about. I felt like that was something too, that I need to tell people. So this is another outlet for me to do that. So I really appreciate it.
0: Absolutely, man. No worries. We've we've been trying
1: to set this up for what feels like months now. Like I I said, I don't know if you were a UFC fan or not, but like I said in that message, I was like, it feels like Tony Ferguson and Khabib, man. We've we've scheduled this about 10 times now. Yeah, I caught that one. Yeah, for sure. Noah, like I say, you guys know where the shop is, 101 51 82nd Ave, right next to Blush Lane. Oh, yeah, and you guys are – open currently right so what we're doing right now is by appointment only so you can reach out on instagram our facebook page um and we're trying to accommodate certain days i'll come in uh right now it seems like monday wednesday saturdays have been where i can kind of get the most people to kind of book an appointment i like it better right now with me having a family i need to kind of have people in in sections right so i have two people come in and then they can they can leave i can clean up and then I can have another two in. It's just a lot easier. And I think for people, it's nicer to kind of have the place to yourself. Yeah. So right We're now, with kind of not knowing how to go about things, I would rather than feel comfortable in the aspect of, hey, you have the shop to yourself. And with building the website, I can only accommodate that for like two, three days a week where I can line stuff up. So if anyone wants to buy anything, Instagram, Facebook, our website, just let us know. We do have a Wix page. And you can just kind of sign up on there for a subscription. And then we're letting people know through there as well, kind of what we have going on. Sweet. Um,
2: Do you just want to, one more time, give us the the Instagram page, the website, uh, Facebook, wherever we can find you.
1: Okay. So it is uh, Hanalee.yag and that's at .com. And then we have at Hanalee.yag would be our Instagram tag. And then mine is Aaron Aaron Up and Smoke for Instagram, and then we just got our Hanley Yeg Facebook page. Nice, yeah.
2: Right uh, on, Wicked Jim. You got anything you want to say before we go? You know, not really. I feel like people should should go back in the
0: archives of scrambled eggs and check out some of our other episodes. Uh, lots of content in isolation, uh, and and you know, give the Valley City a listen on on any of your major streaming platforms. I get her report. It tells me how many people have listened, and it's one of the most depressing, you know, 30 seconds of my week. Like, Ooh, three people listened this week. That's tight.
1: <laughs> Man, everyone starts somewhere, dude. Everyone starts
0: somewhere. So, so move those numbers, numbers up because I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, well, I end for, you know what? We'll do it. Shout-outs for our three listeners. Uh, also, if you enjoyed this, go watch uh, my roommate has a podcast now called Bradder Day Night Live. You can follow him on Instagram at I Hate Brad. Uh, who else do we like? We like the dudes from uh, the Long and Hard
1: podcast. Yeah. You guys can check out Long and Hard podcast. There's Cannabis Dead 101. Podcast. Sorry? Cannabis 101 podcast. I think they're new to the game as well. I saw them. They added me on Instagram. Oh, sweet. Nice. Is that
2: Edmondson? Oh, is it the weird one?
1: Yeah. Nice.
2: Hell yeah. Sweet. A few shout out. Oh, this week with Drew. Drew Bame from Toronto. All right. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. That's my website. Yeah. Bumbyaf.com. The rest of your lives. Bye.
1: Bye. All right, boys. Peace.
0: Peace.